Um, hello and welcome to another episode of Business and Bubble Tea. Here on the podcast, we have with us today Siddharthan Srinivasan, the uh, Managing Director of MindDoc GmbH. Siddharthan, it's great to have you on the podcast with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me as well. Welcome to Business and Bubble Tea. And can we ask you a little bit more about uh, MindDoc and what's the okay. mission of this company? So, uh, at MainDoc, we let the surgeons create personalized surgical video for their patients. So I think uh, before even talking about MainDoc, I have to talk about the problem. Why why MainDoc and how, how it started. What's the problem you're solving? <laughs> yeah, what's the problem you're yeah, solving? Yeah. Um, so uh, at MainDoc, MainDoc was founded by uh, uh, two urological surgeons and they were finding it hard to you know provide materials to their patients. Um, and, uh, and and they had a case where one of the patient dropped out of surgery because of fear of surgery and unfortunately passed away and that had a huge impact on them and they were trying to solve it to provide a better materials to the patients and when patients when you usually find yourself uh, you know try to find a solution in google you always end up with the wrong material which in turns would cause more you know fear yep. rather than solving the problem and the doctors you know they were trying to draw it in a paper and show it to them. Uh, so it is hard for the patient to visualize the organ as well. And worst case scenario, if they show a video from the previous surgery, it is even more scarier to see the blood and flush. So, and the videos that are available online, it is, they have to stitch multiple videos together, prepare, a, they, they you know, end up spending a lot of time preparing materials for the patient. And that is when I came into the picture and we, we created a tool with which, with a few click of a button, the surgeon can explain the problem in, in, in using 3D. So, for example, if somebody has a kidney stone, the doctor can place a stone in a 3D format, show and show it to the patient. This is exactly, you know, your kidney looks like, and this is where the stone is, and how it will be removed. What are the surgical procedures Just used? Does it have a consent component as well to it? Yes, so yes, yes. So, so by uh, so uh, once they with a few click of a button, right? So where the stone is, how it will be removed, what are the surgical uh, uh, procedure that they're gonna follow, and all these things based on the questions and the 3D input, our cloud solution will generate a video and then give it to the patients in a format, with 3D format, consumable format. So they have a better visualization the patients and it saves time for the surgeon basically and it is also like you said helps them with a legal consenting process so that's what we do at main doc and 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 can i ask so um a few companies we've interviewed uh i guess have been in more involved they've been health health uh, med tech um, startups as well and um they've primarily focused on the uk market because um you know the nhs is such a big Mm -mm. Uh, a big kind of client to tackle um you're you're based in uh in, in germany, germany. Mm. yeah so what what makes um that uh environment one that that um you think's i guess most appropriate for your uh for your solution uh see one we are based in germany because the surgeons from here uh, urologists yep. they were practicing in germany uh, and uh, the second thing is similar to nhs they also have a very good healthcare system in in germany and um, one uh, i come from india so when i came here uh, the thing i noticed about the healthcare system and about the digital healthcare system particularly it's really exciting to know uh, because 
uh, as per the DIGA, the insurance company have to reimburse all for the digital apps, health apps. And that is where yeah. we fit in. Uh, when we did the clinical study, we proved that this app is reducing the pre-surgical anxiety of the patients. Thus, we okay. get into the DIGA system and the medical insurance could reimburse the whole cost for us. So that makes us very exciting here to be here in Germany. And I'm just going back. To, sorry, Roberta, go. No, I was thinking you also see patients in the post-surgery treatments, right? How do you do this um, with the 3D technology that you, that you use? It's a pre-surgical anxiety, that's what I said. Pre-surgical anxiety. Okay. So, so, um, go on, sir. You assist also after the surgery as well. Or after the surgery, it's, uh, it's, uh, we have a pipeline to continue it after the surgery as well, but currently it's before the, it's, it's the, you know, consulting that is where we fit in now and post-surgery we have, you know, uh, the medical reminders and all those things, uh, tele-support, uh, that is there in the pipeline set to launch. And just just taking a few steps back, um, you've also founded uh, a sort of a, a Daryl Games. Mm -hmm. um, how did how did you make? Um, I guess how did that journey start, and then and then to to here? How was that? Um, how does that transition uh, works? You've gone from sort of games, from what I can see, to um, med uh, to uh, med medtech. Uh, I just I just trying to understand that that journey because I think it's a super interesting sort of move <laughs> okay uh, so i i studied gaming uh, uh i did my undergraduation in gaming i studied ba in game design um i was making games before like i said that then uh, slowly after i started making products out of game rather than making games so i was making uh, so i called it as a entry to metaverse before metaverse became a thing i i made virtual spaces for brands um customization solutions uh, yeah. where the people could customize the walls, furnitures, and augmented reality assisted e-commerces and all those services. And I worked with uh, Fujifilm in Canada, where I created a internal tool for them to educate their, you know, it's an ultrasound uh, slicing machine. So I created a tool that, I guess that was my first uh, medtech project, I would say. And then yeah. slowly... <laughs> And then slowly, uh, this thing got interesting and purely based on the surgeons that I met. Uh, so when they talked more about the problem where I could apply the knowledge of gaming here. Um, Are you, so um, so you, you, you're talking there about uh, Pixels Mega, right? The, yeah, uh, Pixels Mega. Pixels Mega is the brand that we registered to cater to the clients in Canada. Uh, that Through Pixels Mega, we worked with Fujifilm and then we created uh, virtual spaces there. So Pixels Mega, it's a... Another spin-off from Dariel Games uh, with the core team and another uh, co-founder from uh, Canada. So that is where we created those services. So the whole metaverse thing, right? When it becomes so, so whole virtual, uh, the creation of AR technology and the virtual spaces that were branded under Pixels Mega and launched in Canada. And are you applying to? Are you planning to apply these also to Mindjog? So like metaverse or games, <laughs> kind of uh, so mine got more exciting when we start about medical metaverse, right? So I also worked with some brands in US where I created digital uh, twins for them. Uh, so all those experience of working with different medtech sector are helping here in Mindoc. So uh, like uh, AR assisted physiotherapy, uh, 
and uh, AR visualization of anatomy to the patients. So all those things were there, we are testing. So we have some prototypes done, but we have those for the pipelines. And I, I still feel that the market is still not ready for the you know metaverse thing in a full-fledged manner. Uh, it, technically, it is exciting to, for us to do all the ex, all kind of experiments, but but uh, as a product, we, we will be launching it later on when the market is ready. Um, and what do you see? Because um, going forwards, in terms of I guess the synergy between metaverse and healthcare, what do you think is the next sort of um, trend that you're seeing? Um... I would say I, I bet more on the digital twins, right? Running, running all kind of tests on your digital twins, uh, practicing the surgery, all those things. So that I guess that is more exciting for me uh, than this because met, so here main doc the basic uh, one that we have is we generate a video. So it is very personalized for the patient, and then this could also be applied to a digital twin in future. That is for how we yeah. set up our pipeline. So here you, you know, tell. Tell the patient this is the tumor is, and then the next step of my doc would be doctor performing a surgery on it, practicing it. And I guess what have been because um, healthcare is obviously a very heavily regulated um, industry. What what have been some of the uh, challenges that you've experienced um, oh. trying to trying to get mind doc off the ground? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are a few. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I we have, I found a consultant who helped me through the throughout the process, uh, yeah. CE and uh, Q, setting up the QMS and thing. I would say we started a bit late because we were so creative in solving the problem, and then we kind of skipped about all those things uh, for a few months. And then yeah. when the consultant came in, we have to redo a lot of things. Uh, in a very structured way. Uh, I mean, yes, you can be creative, but you also have to. You know, think within the framework, how you deliver it and how you process it. And it is a very challenging experience for someone who is from a very creative background to fit within the framework. Uh, and uh, and since this is also a software as a medical device, and most of the questionnaire in the regulatory were focused on the physical device. So it was always confusing for me. And then I always keep writing more context to it. This is a software. <laughs> it's, it's software, which, not a physical not, thing. Not really, a, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a very good experience. Uh, I would say that now the way I think about uh, even when I talk about um, the main, uh, digital twin and all those things um, in the brainstorming session itself, I have all these regulatory factors in mind now. So that helps me. The going through the process helped me better create a new products. I would say. And for the future, are you planning to uh, expand in other countries, or do you see also maybe other countries more ready to um, to accept this um, med uh, med tech and like metaverse? Um, yeah, we are actually expanding to India as we speak. So there are some hospitals uh, who are already using our product. Uh, very good feedbacks from them, uh, but the sentiment is different from for different countries how the insurance works and you know the the whole thing is different it's exciting to solve those problems as well the same formula doesn't apply for different countries uh, mm. so this is also very exciting for us to you know work on it and in terms of i guess area of uh, focus uh for your um sort of solution obviously there's thousands of different types of um procedures and operations and areas to focus on how have you just d divided up the focus of um, MindDoc in terms of the solution you're providing to which 
sort of groups of surgeons okay which sort of departments are you are you looking towards more uh so the next uh, uh, so we completed urology so urology because purely because uh, the surgeons were the founders were urologist uh, robotic surgeons and we had the knowledge base there uh, because it's not only 3d artists and stuff you also need a lot of input from the surgeons so they spent plenty of time correcting it and getting them to coordinate with a you know 3d team getting the output so it's a part of the facts as well as the storytelling how well you tell the story and it has to be correct as well that was a challenging experience we gone through uh, and uh, being them as a urologist that helped a lot so the, we focused on urology first and the next one based on the data that we have uh, we are going to go with cardiology then orthopedics okay. then gynecology mm, i would say i would like to add one more point there collecting a medical data how many surgeries are performing worldwide it's a huge huge task you don't yep. get a right data only in uk and germany you get to the point exact data so yep. we prioritized being a german company we prioritized on the data which surgery is happening why gynecology because why cardiology because these many surgeries are happening we have availability of the surgeon that is how we pipeline it but to do the same for other countries it's it's so much you know you don't get the data proper data and what's um nuances exist that you see in terms of uh, taking your product to say you've launched in germany and now you're taking it to india what nuances are you seeing in terms of difference of trying to move to different i guess medicine in india versus medicine in germany uh come back again sorry so what differences are you seeing in terms of uh, accessing the, the medical space in india versus in germany like what's the what what's different about doing business in in medicine there versus in germany uh see one thing i would say that how they would pay for it right so in terms of insurance covering it in germany it's very straightforward there in india you have different uh, types of people from you know and the hospital the class of hospitals also different the the target group for the hospital itself is different there yeah. uh, that is one and having a right price point it makes a lot of impact there and also the way you approach and how you protocol it so whether the hospital makes this as a mandatory or do they give it as an option and in some cases even if it's a life saving medicine you give it as an option in india it wouldn't work out they would simply choose to ignore it because of the pricing factor so yeah it's it's a huge difference there between yep. these two markets and like i said right it is exciting to solve one by one those things and and has it has it been um i guess difficult convincing doctors to um to use uh, uh mind doc or um cuz cuz i guess in in at least in the in the uk it's a very um sort of conservative system in a way um uh, you know it, and and particularly with sort of healthcare something that works they don't want to change right <laughs> <laughs> so so um you know uh it, it, and i guess in a way all this sort of online healthcare and that sort of stuff as well has been very much pushed by uh, the sort of pandemic that's kind of forced change. Mm -mm -mm. What kind of pushback have you had? Uh, so we actually are in the fourth iteration of our tool. Uh, initially, we were collecting a lot of data directly from CT and MRI. We were trying to you know, scan it and then get the data from him. And then we, uh, we gave a 2D blueprint and then asked the doctors to pinpoint it. And so it, it took us a lot to get there. One is availability of the doctors was hard for us to reach. 
and they don't have enough time to spend with the patient and then when we are creating a co-creating a product it was hard to get a lot of feedback from them one and even before you go give it to the patient you have to do a lot of trial right in medtech you cannot just uh, give a half baked product there and yeah. <laughs> so you have to complete one version go Already to the doctor test it yeah. yeah and and doctors always believed in this because there is a every doctor goes through this right so when it is helpful they also believe uh, they they've been very supportive as well it is just the time uh, it was hard to reach out to them for between the appointments it would take a lot of time and all those stuff but when they do they actually give uh, a full commitment and then uh, give a lot of good feedbacks uh, what exactly the patient feel how we could improve them and all those things and it is really needed for, for all the doctors that i spoke to at some point they they crossed this they faced this problem not having enough material to provide it to the patient and then and it really worked it's not so hard for us to convince the doctors to you know use this uh, it is a problem of convincing the hospital to do yes why oh. add this to that and so the, so i guess the, the sorry about to go the, i considered the patient's point for you um do you have any successful story to share with us of patients that maybe were experiencing this anxiety um pre-surgery and they actually with your service could um remove this and actually go through the surgery yes uh, so there is a patient in india uh, his mom uh, uh, was uh, having a, a kidney stone and then they wanted to operate it and they were very scared about the surgery and we showed we created the video i'd say that was one of our first uh, patient that we did while we were doing an r&d phase right so when you are in r&d you tend to think whether it works or not and that case is what gave us a boost to proceed it further in a full swing expand to her surgery so they were really scared and and we gave the uh, video to her uh, to convince her for the surgery and it really worked and the whole family appreciated about the video how it helped them it's not just her also the family the her son was such scared for her what would happen and all the things seeing her mother scared so it so that really had a huge impact for us to get it further recently also we got a feedback from a hospital in bangalore uh, uh, so where one of the patient got a video for uh, prostatectomy how it uh, yeah. and where exactly the tumor is and we got a feedback from his son appreciating the uh, you know doctors to provide this video and we also got a feedback you know video testimonial from them as well how it helped it and um i guess we've got time for one final question i just want to ask what advice would you give to anyone uh, looking to um, get involved in the um, medical technology field, um, maybe not necessarily from, I guess, medical background? I would say that uh, learn about the uh, regulatory process first before getting <laughs> <Yeah>. creative. <laughs> <laughs> Navigate the boundaries, I guess, yeah. Exactly. So that is the uh, one, one advice that I would give. And I, I see a lot of people in med tech who don't give enough importance to the regulatory frameworks and get, you know, getting far ahead with the product and then, you know, not able to get into the market. So that is the one, one advice that I would want to give to know the regulatory oh. framework. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess I just have a quick question now, actually. Um, and what, what excites you most about being involved in medical technology rather than just pure, pure tech? Mm, I, I, I have to be honest, the tech is the most exciting part for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the problems are so complex here and solving that problem gives you more, you know, what do you say that, that kind of, 
I didn't know the right word for it. The the excitement or yeah. that, that kind of adrenaline rush. Satisfaction. So, you know, like, yeah, satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, I got to work with, uh, I had an opportunity to operate on a robotic equipment. It was a fantastic yeah. experience, I would say, till now. Being a gamer, yeah. <laughs> I was able to play around with this joystick. I thought it would be simple, <laughs> but imagine... Yeah. Peeling a grapes, uh, you know, the kind of precision oh, yeah. it takes, it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, and the problems around it are so exciting for me to solve, I would say that. Uh, basically, applying uh, knowledge from a different domain in MedTech yeah. and solving a problem, that is beautiful, actually. I think uh, somewhere, I feel like I have a purpose, more purpose, I know, applying this knowledge here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you well, can also it have awesome. people, so it's really... <laughs> 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 Uh, and the side benefit saving people lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. exactly. That's kind of the, the overall game, the right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, one of the surgery uh, we've done on another experiment, we created a, a overlay, a 3D overlay when doing the, the surgery, and it kind of saved a patient organ. That is again. Uh, uh, super exciting thing for us. Uh, we kind of gave a depth vision when they were performing a surgery using the 3D models. And they were able to, because when you see it in an endoscopy, you see only that, you know, first, uh, I mean, 2D area of it. You don't know what is behind the organ. Mm -hmm. So when we superimpose the 3D organ on a, while they are performing surgery in a real time, they know exactly where the artery is, tumor is, and they don't have to remove the whole organ for it. So that kind of saved an organ. That is another story there that just really, you know, uh, that is yeah. yeah, saving an organ. <laughs> well, 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 Siddharthan, that's all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for joining us on this. Thank you, thank you. Bye. -bye.